0: It is another edition of Mini Chirps, and this time we're bringing back one of our two-for-chirping guests. He is the next player to sign with the Cyclones for the upcoming season, Brandon Yamens. And Yemmer, it's been a few months since we've talked to you. I actually remember we were together sitting where I am right now doing a podcast, and we said we have to do a part two to our interview because it was going so long. I I think we're going to probably have to do a part three because we won't have enough time here either. But I guess let's just start with an easy question. It's been a few months since fans have gotten to see you. What has your summer been like? What are you doing to stay busy?
1: Uh, I've been training, skating, obviously getting geared up for the season. Uh, My family and I just got back from Butacana, so that was a nice little trip. We went for my grandfather's 75th birthday, so the whole family went, all 15 of us, and uh, it's good to be home, and I'm excited to get back down to Cincy.
0: It's a hell of a trip to have, especially with 15 people going. I mean, do you guys get to do stuff like that on an annual basis, or was this kind of a special occasion for the Big B Day?
1: Yeah, it was a special occasion. Um, Just being such a big family, it's so hard to get everyone together. Uh, little cousins and stuff are going through hockey, so I've been through. It's hard to schedule a time where everyone can go, um, so there's a lot of accommodations made, but we made sure it ha- uh, made it happen.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm super happy that you guys were able to do that, and uh, a belated happy birthday to your grandfather. <laughs> Thank you. So you got to go there for the summer. When we talked to you last on our, our previous podcast, we learned you were a substitute teacher sometimes. I know you got home uh, a little bit later in May. Were there any opportunities, any gigs to teach uh, up in Canada, or were you quiet?
1: The way it worked when I got home, this school year was already ending, so I couldn't get back into the the classroom. Um, And then obviously summer school and stuff like that, they already have their full-time teachers, so I haven't been able to actually uh, have some more placement with that. So hockey has been my main focus as of late.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously for you, get your head out of the books a little bit more and skates on the ice. Um, Speaking of that too, we were, you know, talking to different guys that have signed already this summer and, you know, everybody's got their own program. And I know you even had mentioned, especially now being a month out that, you know, even doing this interview, trying to make sure that your workout routine is consistent. Mm -hmm. Just curious for you, you're 24 or 25 years old, young guy. uh, You know, what does that summer routine look like? I imagine there is a little bit of time, at least at the beginning where, You know, maybe you are trying to get away from the game, but how long do you begin the workout and ramping up process before October?
1: Um, Obviously, this is like my first full, I guess, season going into pro. Um, Usually it's been school. So we start a little bit earlier and I have to kind of accommodate the timing on that. But uh, I have been training since I got home. Nothing too hard at the start. It was more just like getting my body back into the shape of lifting. Um, Obviously, through the season, you lose a little bit of weight and like a little bit of your size. Uh, closer to, so about a month ago, I started, uh, training in the mornings down at York with our, our strength and conditioning coach there. Cause I live close by, so they are able to help out and, and let me still come in. Um, and then I come home, take a little nap, eat, and then I'll go back to the gym, um, for like a cardio or, uh, agility, anything I want to do. Um, just that second lift of the day.
0: You mentioned that this is, you know, now going into your first full pro season, you played 30 games in the regular season last year. Mm-hmm. I just felt like you were so close with the guys by the end of the year. I, I'm curious if over the summer, do you get to see anybody or at least stay in touch with some of the players?
1: Yeah, yeah of course. You always reach out to the boys and just see how they're doing. Um, my roommate, Sean Allen, and I talk almost every day. So there's definitely been uh, a lot of connection there. Um, I talked to Mings quite a bit as well, just because we were going to run a camp down in Toronto. Um, he was going to come down. We were going to try to put together a little camp for uh, some of the local kids. Um, but just the timing and it wasn't enough, uh, I guess people signing up just cause we didn't really figure it out until last minute. Um, but we will probably do that next summer when we come home. Um, so I talked to him, talked to, uh, Karen Z I'd been shooting with actually. So I've seen him quite a bit. Um, McLeod, I talked to honestly, a lot of the boys that are local. Um, it's just good to keep in touch and just make sure everyone's doing well through the summer.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And for some of those guys, I know you mentioned Dejon Mingo, Sean Allen, Matt McLeod, even those guys have a couple years of pro now under their belt. Whereas for you, you are still, you know, in that sample size window. And you said that not only, you know, uh, you mentioned that it's your first full pro season. I mean, if healthy, this is going to be your first full playing season in what? Three years, something like yeah, that.
1: because of COVID and obviously with with school and stuff, we, we shut down down in Canada. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one one of the things I kind of wanted to talk to you about, I don't think we really touched on this enough uh, last year is that, you know, prior to college, you were in the OJHL, a couple different stops. But by the end of your junior tenure, by the time you aged out, you were an elite player in that league, a first team all star. Um, The penalty minutes were there, but the goals and assists were too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, last year you talked about having to fight every night for your roster spot and every day for a, a chance to be in the lineup. And I think people take that literally and and just assume that that means dropping the gloves. But I think as we go into this next year, I'm really curious, you know, are are you the kind of guy that creates individual goals for yourself? And if so, you know, is one of them to take the player you were in the OJHL, that point Mm -hmm. per game player, and, and in some cases above point per game player, and adapt that into the professional level?
1: Yeah, obviously, I, I don't want to have, um, I guess, a ceiling to my game. I want to keep evolving and, and getting better every, every opportunity that comes my way. Um, just with myself, I feel that I can play any type of role that's needed. So obviously, last year, we had a deep uh, roster just with guys getting sent down. and I, I kind of knew my role and what I had to do to, to keep myself in the lineup. And, and um, in Cincinnati, obviously, with this year, I want to take that step forward and, and be able to be a more impact player um without having to to fight as much and then putting more points up and and stuff like that like i did in the past and junior and and such
0: yeah i mean when you look at the last couple of years obviously frustration for probably every hockey player just because there's no real like rhythm to to the season because everything keeps getting shut down certainly someone like yourself who was playing in canada where you know it's felt like the restrictions were kind of worse than where they were in the states states um but I mean, yeah, it's one of those things like for you, how do you, I guess, kind of get back into a level of normalcy when it really has been three years, like even your off seasons, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about playing a full season. I, I'd i have to think even the last two or three summers were, were tough to have a consistent workout routine just because of things yeah. getting cut
1: down. Yeah. So the last few summers, actually, you'd have gyms getting shut down. So a lot of our I guess gear up would be home workouts or just going to the park and stuff like that. But uh, with this season and especially having the later start from what I'm used to, um, I've had about five months to gear up and and get ready for camp. So I feel that coming in, I'm going to be in probably the best shape I've been in the last three or four years, especially with the longer time to get ready.
0: You look at that. I mean, talking about being in the best shape in the last three or four years for you, um, you know, I guess you're able to approach your summer differently as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Being a professional athlete versus, you know, college where there's school and things of that nature. I mean, is that something that you look at? Because I, I can tell you from talking to a couple of the guys, Karens, you mentioned earlier, he was one of the people that we talked with being a rookie last year. And, you know, he did play a full season and guys like him and a couple others cited, you know, one of the challenges at the end of the year was just having really not played that, volume of games, uh, you know, not, ju- not just in, in quantity across the season, but two, three, four games in a week, four games in five days. We we know that from our trip up to Canada. Is that an adjustment for you or was that an adjustment for you and something you're trying to make sure that you stay ready for this year?
1: 100%. So like with uh, the CIS, you play 26 games in a normal year. Um, the past years have been obviously modified because of COVID. So it was a 20 game season throughout the the year um i played 30 games in a matter of four months so that just kind of shows a sample size of how much hockey you really are playing pro um and and how much your body needs to take that extra step to recover and make sure that like you're on top of your hydration eating all of that um and having that opportunity to play since january and then have i guess my first pro season under my belt has really uh, i guess helped me shape my summer and what it's looking like, um, for training and, and to make sure that I'm, I'm not maxing out when I'm coming into camp and, and sore and and my body is already having some existing injuries. Um, where with school, you kind of go into camp, obviously you have a little bit of a less summer, but we have like a three, four week training camp at York. So it was a grind, like you're going in. And they're getting you in better shape, where you're coming to pro in your best shape, and you're kind of just taking off from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see the difference then. So, I mean, and you know, speaking of pro, one thing, and, and we talked about on the last podcast, mentioned it just a couple moments ago, but to I guess expand on the idea of fighting for your roster spot. So, I imagine maybe to some, there's a level of comfort knowing that you're coming back to the same place in the, in the sense of knowing the coaches and the city and you know, but I don't, you don't strike me as somebody who, you know, there's there's comfort and there's being complacent Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's you and it doesn't seem to be you. And I think your mentality is probably to still fight. I mean, look at September, which is when we're announcing this, you know, I think we have seen quite, quite a a large amount of the roster already revealed and you're seeing a lot of returnees, but some guys with some pretty uh, deep resumes that weren't here last season. So, I mean, what is your approach going into this camp where I I guess, again, you may feel that you are fighting for a roster spot.
1: Exactly. I feel the biggest thing is to never get that complacency. Um, Even if I'm a five, six year guy, I should go into camp every, every year, looking like it's my spot and someone has to take it from me, Um, which is kind of how I was brought up and never kind of give anybody the the benefit of the doubt, thinking that they're, they're better than you, or they're going to take your spot. And yeah, we did bring some guys in and I'm obviously happy that we have a, a really good team look from the looks of it and, and Painter's putting together a good program here. But uh, for myself and my own, I guess, personal, I can't take anything uh, for granted and, and make sure that I keep my spot the way it is.
0: Last thing I'll ask before we get going is you mentioned Painter and, and complimentary of him. And, and I think a lot of fans very excited. Even recently Arvin Atwal coming back after a three year hiatus from the clones. I mean, this team looks very very deep uh and looks like this is the team that could be poised for a deep run but tell me about your decision to come back to this team because this is not the NHL where guys are on multi-year contracts I mm-hmm. mean you still had your decision if you wanted to return to Cincinnati or not so what did you see in the 30 games here and both being around the players and coach bazerra coach Payne the city of Cincinnati what put that all together for you? And said, yeah, I, I want to come back and I want to be a cyclone again.
1: So the main thing, obviously, is the dressing room. Um, the leadership has just been amazing, kind of welcoming me in, showing me the ropes. Uh, been there for everything I needed. Any questions, um, ups, downs, they've always been there. The coaching staff, like Bez and, and Painter, have been unbelievable. Obviously, keeping in contact, I came down for uh, the clones camp. Uh, in the summer with the kids and it's just really good to, to have coaching and that staff that cares about you aside from the hockey aspect um, and then obviously the city of Cincinnati is just unbelievable um, they really know how to how to pack the barn and, and make you feel like you're, you're playing in a, in a really big city and you're under um, the spotlight at all times so that was another uh, deciding factor and why I wanted to come back to Cincy.
0: I feel like I've done this so many times, so I'll apologize for it, where I tell a guy, all right, last question, and then they say something, and I'm like, ah. We we could go one more. (laughs) Uh, Dude, well, to be honest, we'll go one more, guaranteed, but I know we could go like an hour based (laughs) on some of the chats we've had. Um, You mentioned the fans. I do want to ask you about this. I remember telling you, and and I'll be completely transparent, I can't recall what jersey it was. I don't know if it was the Coney's, if it was the Cyclones fight cancer, but one of our jerseys that we did an auction for you're sold for the most, like thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you that. And when you talk about these fans, like they embraced you and you became a fan favorite. And, and, you know, the stats, mean you had four goals over 30 games, you know, you didn't get a full season under your belt here. But Mm -hmm. you know I remember the education game against Kalamazoo, where you scored and, you know, these kids screaming. I mean, how cool did it feel for you? You know, you look at the last couple of years, you don't get to play a lot of hockey. Then you're in the OJHL. Now you're in the ECHL and at times scoring in front of eight, nine, 10,000 people. And, you know, you hear the Jersey number and that, you, you know, you were one of the guys that fans just were willing to dump as much money as they possibly had at to, to have a 44 Yemen's Jersey on their back. What does that mean to somebody like you, you know, especially as a rookie?
1: Yeah, honestly, it means a lot. And that's why um, whenever I see the fans around, around the rink or even in the streets, I just make sure to stop and, and show my gratitude towards them and, and, that it, it does mean a lot and it, it doesn't go to my head or anything like that. And that's like why um, deep down, like it, I love Cincinnati and, and that fan connection that you can get. And uh, obviously that was a deciding factor why I wanted to come back and, and wanted to continue here in Cincy.
0: Well, I think the fans are excited to have you back. I certainly am. And Cyclones Hockey is just a little over a month away, folks. Right here, October 29th is first face-off at Heritage Bank Center. You can go to cycloneshockey.com to get your tickets. If you haven't already, you will see Brandon Yamens there, our newest player signing. Yammer, great chatting with you as always, man. I look forward to having you back here in the Queen City soon. Thank you. Thank you.